This is Adj McGinty and you're listening to Bears Beyond the Gate. Enjoy. And he's going to score Bristol's third oh, try. What a, well, try. what a great oh, play fantastic. by Augustine Pichon. <laughs> and Bristol have made a bit of history winning the European Challenge Cup for the first time ever. And Bristol have won. They won the local derby. Good day. You're listening to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. With two and a half season card holders at Ashton Gate, you love the club, the game and all things Bears. I'm Pete and I'm joined by Lee, Miles and, for the one appearance of the year, the Christmas tree for a special and unprecedented midweek pod. So boys, um, it's good to see you lads. I've not seen you for, well, well about three weeks. Well, mate, with the accent, you've either been hanging out in the walkabout pub on Corn Street or you've been somewhere further afield for the last Well, I, I think and everyone knows where he's been. Everyone, I've got to say, Miles, I think some of our hardcore listeners know where I've been because I was <laughs> tweeting out a few uh, a few pictures. But for those, the uninitiated, um, you may remember back, well, in the depths of December, we, we announced the, uh, the pod bombshell that was we weren't going to record for for the Christmas period, basically on account of the fact that uh, I was going to Australia for a trip of the lifetime with my family. Mm. Um, and boys, I uh, only just gone back, came in on the red eye Monday morning, straight into work next day, uh, <laughs> with about two hours sleep and jet lag. Um, and today was slightly better, but kind of feeling a bit back back in the land of the land of the normal. I, well, I'd say obviously you've missed the rain, but I, I would say I know you had a fantastic trip because you've already yeah. told us that. But it wasn't really Christmas over there, mate, is it? Come it's, on, it's not. I, I mean, I've got to say, in fifty <clears throat> years of my life, I've never left the UK for Christmas and going somewhere where it was 25, 30, 35 yeah. degrees, depending where we were. It's just be, it's bizarre. There was a bit of Christmas cheer, but. It just completely, the whole concept of Christmas disappeared mm. and just seemed totally ridiculous. I mean, it was, yeah, it was bizarre. I mean, it was, the, the present was just being out of this country. Yeah. I've got to say, yeah. exactly. no offence this country, I'm I mean, very pleased to be back. But for three weeks, it was like, it was like paradise. Um, and Christmas Day, in our hotel, we happened to be up in the Whit Sundays, and they made an effort. There was a Father Christmas who came around to say hello to the kids and a couple of elves but that was it for us and then we jumped on a boat went to the Great Barrier Reef you know mm. I mean I could do that every year Mate, so I mean it's just not right wearing a thongs on oh, Christmas mean, Day is it I mean <laughs> I've got to say boys there was no dry robes in sight yeah and it was Cheap more but, off, it? hey but we went to uh, we went to Manly, which is as some people will know, I'm sure, because a lot of people have been to you Australia. Need to is, go there. You always need kind to of go famous there, mate. beach in Sydney, <laughs> yeah. but home of the budgie the budgie smuggler is brand. It? Really? There was there was a Did budgie you pack smuggler. yours, mate. Well, no, I didn't. Oh. Just couldn't fit in. It's the one thing I couldn't fit in. But. Um, <laughs> There is. I took some photos actually because I was going to tweet it out and never did. But there is a there is a brand called Budgie Smuggler. Um, but apparently, that's it's it's more popular with a certain slither of the population over there oh. that uh, that like to you know that uh, you know that like to, to, to express themselves. <laughs> yeah, express themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So probably it was probably a good idea that I didn't buy any. Um, so yeah, I mean speedos rather than dry robes were, was the order of the day. Cocktails rather than Thatchers. It was a different. It was a different. It was. It was a different sort of Christmas. But you obviously didn't miss the rain because I mean, it miles, stopped, does it? we've had yeah since you left. It has rained 
pretty much heard, yeah. biblically yeah. every day. Yeah. But another thing you wouldn't have missed as well was the rugby. So should we talk about some of that? <laughs> yeah, let's do, well, I was going to ask you boys how your Christmas has been, but I suppose it's been framed around the games. And, and, and I work wasn't for me. Work, yeah. and work and, work. yeah, and more work. Yeah, I mean, I... I I mean, I wasn't completely out of the, this, out of the uh, equation. I actually listened to a couple of them on the radio, which, again, was a bizarre thing. I could get BBC Sounds, mm. in, uh, and I listened to the Falcons game in Brisbane at a hotel at 7 in the morning. I listened to the Chiefs game. Well, I listened to some of the Chiefs game. I've got to say, we'll come on to this, but I had to turn it off, because listening to that second half of the radio, <laughs> I, I just could, I could visualise what was happening, but we'll come on to that. So, yeah, so I was kind of, you know, I was, uh, I was in touch, because Australia isn't like, you know, the end of the world, really. It was pretty... No, uh, not nowadays. Pretty, anyway, boys, yeah, well, what we thought we'd do, um, <clears throat> because there's been quite a lot of stuff going on over the, over the, the festive period, so we thought we'd unwrap it. Mm. We? And I thought, mm, let's, yes. let's, we've got a game obviously coming up on Friday. Um, we're probably going to do another, we will do another pod on Sunday as normal. But I, we just thought, well, let's, why don't we do a quick one, midweek one, have a bit of a chat about the Christmas period, just to get, I, I guess, just to get us going again. And um, so, boys, we're very unstructured. We've got no real agenda. But I guess the sort of things we could quickly run over were we had two European games um, against two French teams, then two Premiership games. One we won, one we lost. Uh, the Bears women have had a couple of games since I mm-hmm. went, although I, I think they've got a bye this week. What else has happened? We had an open tra- there was an open training session. There was, yeah. And I did see the pictures of that, actually, when I was away. Yeah. Um, and then... A couple of potential sign-ins, couple possibly. Of, yeah, and then obviously one that big announcement yeah, yeah. yesterday. And probably <clears throat> the most monumental um, event of the Christmas... Period was the publication of your article <laughs> in the post <laughs> on, my, on Tuesday. Oh, I and I think we need to discuss that as well towards the end. And, and for those of you that don't want to talk about, one of the things we, we, we do on a regular basis as a spin off of the pod, if there's any new listeners out there, is that we do do a fans view article in the post. Um, we've been doing that for a couple of years. Um, as and and uh, we try to be, you know, we try to kind of not just make a, a do it as a match report. We try to kind of add a theme to it. And let's be honest, it's you and me that do it, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> Lee. And of course, um, you've had to take the, you've had to shoulder the burden for at least three articles. Yeah, I'm actually and, out of ink now for the final. Well, I mean, the quill, the quill. Yeah, is, um, is empty. so well done, mate. And um, but actually. <clears throat> You penned one that came out yesterday, didn't it? I think yeah. it's online. Yeah. It was, um, it was, it was, it was pretty hard hitting, and I think we should, we should. It's had a bit of response, um, yeah. you know, within our kind of echo chamber. <laughs> to be honest, of um, a lot of positive response. So I think we could chat about that at the end as well. Cause, Let's um, do it. You know, it might be the last uh, last time we get asked to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, The last time that, yeah, you know, it's. uh, I think you've you're going into witness protection, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) Or actually, you're just going to go back to Withywood. Oh yeah, Yeah, yeah. I'll be I'll be safe back in the hood. Yeah. Anyway, right. So, boys, um, I left on the Saturday that we played Leon, and funnily enough, I was actually watched the first half on my iPad at at the departure lounge at Heathrow. and I managed to get the whole of the first half in. And when I got on that plane, we were something like 36, 10 ahead. We yeah. had started a bit dodgy, I seem to remember. We got back, we were running it around. I was thinking, my God, you know, this is, this is, is this a new chapter? Yeah. You know, this is a big, you know, it's Leon, it's a French team. It doesn't matter whether they're not doing 
that well or not. They're a French team, and, and allegedly France is the best European league. Yeah. So, boys, I got on the plane thinking, well, you know, I've seen. I, I'm sure. You know, when I get to when I get to Australia, I'll look at the result, and then I realised they had more fun. Put fifty on them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and then I realised that the plane we were on Malaysia Airlines, it had it had onboard Wi-Fi. Mm. Now I couldn't get on it straight away. I had to wait for it to take off, and then Mm. yeah, and get up to cruising altitude. And so, quite excitingly, I thought I got on it. I thought let's go to BBC Sport website. Let's see if we made the fifty to find (laughs) that we'd like one by one One point. point. So Lee, mate, we we did. Squeezed past Leon, and then, as far as I could see when I looked on the the social medias, Pat sent a pretty young, or a bit of a hybrid side to Bordeaux. Is, am I right with that? Yeah, and, it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Would I right be saying that it was a glorious defeat, or, or what do you reckon? Uh, well, I, I wouldn't ever say any defeat's glorious, <laughs> but I know where you're coming from. And um, to be honest with you, it was, I think after we'd kind of taken a little bit of a battering from Bordeaux to start with, which kind of was expected anyway. Um, we we adapted, we got our game plan together, and I thought actually the mix of the experienced players and the younger players worked really well. And we tied the second half, didn't we, Miles? Mm. And for me, I thought that second half performance was really positive. It was a good, good way to end the game. And all right, it was a 36-17 defeat. But I was actually quite upbeat after that game. I'll be honest. Yeah, what were you, Miles? You yeah, I mean, there's some. Um, I mean, after Carsman, mind back. Yeah. They had the likes of didn't they? Damien Pinot and Jalibert. Oh they, yeah, remember playing yeah, yeah. for them? I mean, so they, like, were fully loaded. they were fully, fully loaded, loaded team. Damien Pinot, as he does in, does in the Six Nations of the World Cup, was running some amazing lines and scored some great tries. Jalibert was quality, so it's not surprising that we were down at half time. Uh, I think you're right. Uh, there were a few changes. We could have the chips. Chips could have been down. We could have just fallen to a fifty-point score, but we didn't. The youngsters stepped up. Some new players came on. Oscar Lennon, a few other youngsters, and they really started to change the game in the second half. I mean, it kind of raises a question, in it, about squads and yeah. giving people game time. Because my understanding was that that he put that squad out mm. because actually he was focusing on the, the Falcons game yeah, yeah. that again had become yet another must win mm. I mean there's a thought isn't it how many must wins do you have in a season because <laughs> wow. I mean was it, a, was it a triple must win do you think or did it reach the quadruple must think, or was it just I, a single must I think we have an infinite amount yeah. in season <laughs> but, but the point I'm trying to make is that you know the likes of, sort of Oscar Lennon who we know is, a, is quality and actually showed his showed his worth a couple of years ago yeah. Rec, yeah, yeah. is like at what point do you play really well against a massive French team mm. and then not play the yeah, next well, one? But it's it's yeah. what I said uh, in, the, in the column. Because a few of our boys, like Worsley and Joe Owen, yeah. they were playing, they've been playing at Clifton. Yeah. They've been playing at Station Road, Clifton. And, yeah. and they, they, you know, they're away at Bordeaux. And, but they really stepped up yeah. well. And I'll tell you what, these, you know, these young lads, they do give, give me, you know, Faith. Hope for and faith for the future. I'll be honest. Yeah, I, I think we, you know, it was, it was a defeat, but it was we went down, you know, all guns blazing. I yeah, thought. Yeah. Could I? Is it acceptable to say that it was a it was a a defeat with a lot of learnings in a positive way in terms of players, us. That sort of thing. I, I'm not was it a good about use of learning? Full stop. My, I think Miles, that that, that question's there to you. No. Yeah, I think the youngsters stepped up. Some of these sort of senior yeah. academy boys. And you're right. It's a shame that we probably 
because of how tight the league is in our few games and the lack of the A-League game and they were out of the Prem Cup, Worsley played really well, especially in the second half. And are we going to see him again? He appears to be our number three, sort of number ten, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of funny. It's, it's a shame. But yeah, the boy stepped up and there were some learnings, but what is going to come of it? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, it kind of it's not what we're here to talk about, but it does raise the issue of game time, doesn't it? And, mm. and the fact that we are only got ten in the prem, we've talked about the fact that it's it's almost like relegation with no relegation is that every game yeah. is important. So there's a bit more maybe a conservative selection, but there's no A League, and mm. as you say, and some of these lads are on dual registration playing locally, which is great, but. You know, at most these boys at most some point must think, when are we gonna like? That's when are we be, actually gonna it's play? Be frustrating. It's like me oh, training absolutely. as a geography teacher and spending two years with a year three class sort yeah. of teaching uh, kids how to do jigsaws. You know, yeah. it's uh, it's a bit of a weird sort of situation, isn't yeah. it? But maybe that's something to to think about. Um, in the future but anyway boys the point was we said we were a big boys for Falcons and we took the guns up to the Falcons and they they delivered they delivered but I didn't see the game but I did actually listen to it on the radio and I'll come on to that in a minute uh, when I was in Brisbane but in what way did they deliver well they they delivered because they won the game Um, but (laughs) I would say and I don't want to sound over negative but there was a couple of Disappointing things for me, and uh, and I. Before I say this, right, we know historically that Newcastle is a play a tough place for us to go. Right, we've lost yeah. the last two games up there, haven't we? Yeah, and it's always been a battle, right? I think it is fair to say it's not the Falcons of old. Yeah. Um, you know, they've they've had to integrate a lot of young players into the team, and I was expecting probably a little bit more. The disappointing things for me were we only scored three tries. And I, I felt like if we could have just maybe got the fourth try for the bonus, you know, f- f- from the score, mm. that would have been nice. And also, it's just that really annoying thing, and it's probably the football side of me, conceding in the 80th minute and not, you know, and it's just, it just feels like, I know they're minor things because we won the game, but I don't think there should have been any doubt about us winning that game for the, the, the team that, like we've just said, Pat kept back. For that specific game, yeah, it felt, it still felt hard work yeah. winning that game, and watching it was hard work as well. I mean, you've probably seen the reels. I mean, is that the game where Vrimi had some played a blinder, didn't he? And, mm. and, and you know, with the Vrimi stepped in yeah. players sidestep and, and tried, and that was a fantastic try. But yeah, you're right, hugely disappointing. We couldn't push for the four tries, and again, disappointing they scored at the end, and. You know, a team that's not evolved, a 21-13 win, it still felt a little bit disappointing. Mm. But, you know, but yeah, absolutely. It, it, wasn't, win, it wasn't flowing rugby, was it? No, I think that's what you're trying to say. Yeah, right? they made it hard work to fair yeah. play. It's the home ground. You know, they weren't going to go down uh, with the home fans, were they, um, to a massive score. And they tried brilliantly. But, yeah, victory, but... Is it a pyrrhical victory? Is a pyrrhic. A pyrrhic, pyrhic victory, is yeah, that you might describe victory. it? Yeah, yeah, we haven't used that word. Yeah, it's kind of a victory, but it doesn't feel like a victory. Yeah. Actually, it's funny, because I did listen to it on the radio at about seven in the morning, 
and on uh, Radio Bristol. I mean, I, I opened my phone up and I s- went to Sport website. And I thought I'd just press it because I didn't expect it to play mm. out of territory. Mm. And, you know, seven o'clock in the morning at the Novotel Brisbane Airport, <laughs> I had the dulcet tones of Mark Hoskins in my ear. Oh, and uh, I've got to say, the boys, home from it home. Is, it's yeah, quite yeah. nice to listen to it on the radio from time to time. But it is bizarre listening on the radio because that Vakatawa try, for example, mm. my impression was that they were quite close to the try line when he scored because yeah, it was like yeah. and it's a little move and it's gone oh whoa and he's over like yeah. that and I was thinking oh that sounds good when I saw it back it was like the halfway line yeah, it was, it was yeah. brilliant solo try I mean, actually it was a great try it's almost like worth it was so good it was worth two tries wasn't it mm. it would have gone yeah. to that bow point but, yeah, yeah. but that was one thing and then the other thing that was funny on the radio and I think this is more to do with Kingston Park obviously the commentary was outside they were obviously on some sort of gantry <laughs> Um, like the old days of football yeah, and a gantry. Yeah. But all the way through, I could just hear some Newcastle fan saying, don't kick it, lad! Don't kick it! In a Newcastle accent, obviously. All the way through. And he was obviously shouting not only at Newcastle, he was already shouting, shouting at Bristol. This guy, and like, fair play to him, he didn't like the kicking game, but they it was so intrusive yeah. that they had to mention it. Yeah, like Dan Albright was like, Oh, there's our uh, there's yeah, our yeah, roving reporter. And I'm it's, surprised Coochie didn't grab all of them. I wasn't Coochie, it was Mark Hoskins. Oh, it's not, it was, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was a, But he was very good with it and they kind of joked about it. But yeah, it's a fun it's it's very different. I mean, obviously, it's very different listening on the radio, but and I quite enjoyed it, mainly because we won. But then when I watched the highlights, it bore no resemblance whatsoever no, no, no. to what I'd been imagining. So, it's a good what, one. Though, that is one away game, I think, like the three of us. Yeah. I'd yeah. love to get up now because I've never been in Newcastle. No, I know it, you were. It was happy, a blustery old night, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's a shame. Maybe not a Friday night yeah, game. Yeah, but... I think the crowd size, that's, I mean, that's what they get, isn't it? And it's a shame, yeah. really. So, the TV gantry for the cameras. Yeah was overlooking the clubhouse, which was empty. Yeah. And really, you look at it and you think, they just need to change the TV position, the cameras, and it would look to a full stand. Yeah. Um, so that's probably why. Yeah, I mean, it is... Like, I like an old PR TV set yeah. with people chatting at half-time. I, mean, I, do, I do look at the fixture every year, and it always falls on, like, an awkward time. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, night, you can fly it? up there. I mean, it's, it's easier to get to Newcastle than mm. it is to get to uh, to Bath, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. And, um, or, you and somewhere you want to go well, as well. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and actually, Kingston Park is quite near the airport. It's, it's in Pontyland, which is just out of Newcastle so really if you're going to go to Newcastle you have to get up there for the game and then you go into town and have a weekend have a a night somewhere and have a few beers so a kind of well a Friday night I think you have to take a day off anyway that's something for the future so well let's hope well let's hope you still have a team to play so we had so that's two wins out of three and and one of the losses was a kind of glorious loss yeah bit of a break for Christmas Christmas yeah Um, I think in between, there was the, the training session, wasn't there? Down at, yeah, 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 yeah. Thursday and I remember, before Christmas. I mean, there was a load of kids down there, and mm. then I saw all these kids doing a little move, like a little bis move, and then suddenly, Miles is in the picture, drops the shoulder. <laughs> like You remember like Boris Johnson in that charity football match when he dropped <laughs> yeah. the shoulder on the kid? Yeah, I yeah. swear it was Miles. <laughs> I it's, think he literally dropped the shoulder yeah, on the kid. Yeah, he did. And then the kid got... Anyways, but no, joking aside, that looked so, like a good... I saw some clips it of it. Brilliant. It looked like a good yeah. event. And I think fair play, although it was quite funny, the players appeared to turn up in a coach. It was a bit like a school trip. Mm. Like Pat was counting them off the coach, doing a head count <laughs> as they came <laughs> on. And, uh, and then they kind of, I don't know how 
it's hard to tell when you look at it on social media, but it looked like the kids. I like the fact they were interacting because yeah, we have yeah. said this about games. Yeah, they yeah, kind of absolutely. do skulk away a little bit after games, win or lose. Yeah. Yeah. And wasn't that inglorious um, mayor there as well, getting in the line? I did see yeah. that. There was a bit yeah. of a. Oh, let's not even uh, mention it. You know, and I suspect they've had oh. to re-turf College Green. That have cost thousands, millions, right? Really, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I did notice that, and uh, it, I don't know why. Uh, yeah, what it was is from. Why, yeah, I suppose, but, but yeah, no. I, so I think fair happened. play to the fair anyway. Play to the congrats club. on the MBE, <laughs> Marv. So I think what I liked about it was that it was it was integrative, yeah, if that's yeah. a word. Whereas those open training sessions at the Ashton Gate have been you felt have been a little bit. They're a glorified um, signing session. And actually, I've seen right. subsequently they did a little TNT did a little skit on it, and I think Alistair Eakin was down there, and he interviewed. Genji and a few others mm. and made, they made quite a nice little video of it and yeah. actually Genji was quoted I've seen him on Twitter sort of twote, quote saying we need to do more of this Yeah, and I like yeah. that because yeah. you know he's big on that sort of thing and I, and I like the fact that he's saying that yeah. on live on TV Absolutely. which kind of I, I sense that Genji was kind of driving Genji does is driving the marketing as well. <laughs> <laughs> and, think, and that's what Genji does, and that's yeah. and that's why he's so important yeah. for, yeah, for our yeah, for yeah. rugby. It's just a shame he's injured. But there you go. Yeah. And I I think that was good. So that was good. So there was kind of a lot of would we even say a bit of festive cheer? And then at the same time, I was noticing social media tweets. 23,000 sold, 23,000. Yeah, yeah, you're right. 24,000, it's going to be the biggest Christmas party in the Southwest. You know, and then I saw technical sellout. Yes. And Atio open, no tickets left in the Dolman, no tickets in the South Stand. And I was thinking, well, this is. This is leading up. It, it was. Yeah. I think it was even marketed. I mean, we do have a bit of an issue with some of the marketing, fireworks spectacular, that sort of stuff. It was like. It was something kind of like we. It was basically implying we were going to win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I so yeah. And of course, I was thinking, it was, well, it's it's going to be a tougher side, yeah. but we've put a big side out. We got very close at their place. The lane train scored three goal, three tries, didn't it? Sink three goals. Yeah, way too long. Three tries, yeah. cross kicks. Yeah, I was thinking, there's no way we're not going to win this game. Mm. No, and that was the build-up. <laughs> it's uh, over to you, boys. And, then, yeah. and that's where you went, that's that's where you right went wrong. wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You assumed. Yeah. But that's why you're best in oh, Australia than down the gate, mate. I mean, I don't know where to start with that game because we're talking about Rob Baxter's Chiefs Mark II. Yeah. Right? Let's face it, they've got rid of so much talent because they've had to. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Rob Baxter's bringing this new side on and we all know they've got some good academy players or did have good academy players coming through but this was a game that in my eyes was was winnable absolutely winnable and I'm going to stop short in a minute and go over to Miles but I think it was blatantly obvious from the kickoff that it is that winnable game was unwinnable for me. And Miles, do you want to take over? Because I've, I've written loads about it and we'll talk well, about absolutely. that in a bit. I so. mean, one of the best things of the night, fireworks spectacular, blimmin' brilliant. Yes. Massive crowd, big tick, like 24,200 or something. Um, Brisley was there, I heard. Yeah, yeah I think he yeah, made was. Yeah, 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 he an was. appearance, I think. Did he do um, a one-arm press-up? No, oh. no, no. You know, we had, uh, we had 
We had Wavecam, we had Cheercam, we had Simbacam at some point. Yeah. yeah, they're playing they're playing to the glory crowd, aren't they? I've always got an issue with Simbacam on a Friday night oh. game. Because who takes their kids down? Well, someone that did, lane? absolutely. Ooh, you safeguarding. Know. Uh, so yeah, so, yeah, so the, the stage was set for one of the best games of the season. But it was <laughs> quite right. It was apparent after five it was apparent this in the minute Sheedy overcooked the first mm. penalty kick to the corner that I thought, here we go. There was a little frisson of Something fear. a frisson. And four penalties later, Chiefs worked in the back. They didn't even have to play. Yeah. They four penalties later, back up the pitch, and they score in our corner. Yeah. And we're 7-0 down. I think the writing was on the wall then, sadly, from about six minutes. Uh, and things didn't really get any better, did they? Then, you're right. They have got a very young team. They've got the stalwarts of Slade and Ollie Woodburn, who are... Quality. Who we kept kicking to? Who, who, who would you give the you ball to? Um, not the most Woodburn. experienced player in the what? team. Oh. I was listening to that. I was also listening to this, and I was in Melbourne for this one. And I listened to the first half, and I listened to the second half for about five minutes, and then mm. I stopped listening. I, d- I don't blame but you. Mate. Coochie was co-commentating on that one. Oh yeah, and he kept saying, "Why are they kicking?" To Ollie Woodburn, mm. right? For that he said it about six or seven times. The, him, it's him like kicking to Freddie Stewart. Yeah. Bristol supporters. And it's like it's like it's like kicking to Freddie Stewart. Yeah, yeah. It was like yeah, yeah, it was almost it was. And they would they would that was they kept saying. And I thought, oh, and I just that phrase, I kind of. I, I could visualise what was going yeah. on because we've been there before, haven't we? Yeah, so and that's exactly it. They're, I mean, you know, their defence was phenomenal. They had a very flat defence, a rush defence, much like Sale do. They know our game. No, not a, ru- a, what? a rush defence. I've never heard of from, such a thing. From, from a, Chiefs, believe. A, a rush defence? <laughs> what on earth is that? That's a milesism. Yeah, but... But it's like we never see that ever. No, no. So, so obviously, okay. So, so, so obviously, what would you do? You're right. Yeah. So, what would you do differently if you were faced with? Well, that obviously, in- we must have had a plan for the rush defence. Oh, didn't we? <laughs> well, if we there did, you go. I, what, didn't what, well, I didn't see plan B, plan C, or plan D. No. We got some great mall tries. Miles, but our- we didn't even see plan A. Yeah, okay, fine. But we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not worried about our set plays, are we? And our more tries—they've been working all season. Yeah. Um, you know, and our lineouts were fine. It was questionable one later on, but our our really flat line, our inability to break that defence, very little inventiveness. What did we try and do? Box kick over, box kick over the top. Mm. Too long. Call a mark many times. Mm. From, I mean, that, oh, it, uh, Randall had a, a, a poor kicking game. Um, it was like ground dog day, wasn't it? It, felt a it bit really, like it. really was. It, it was like it, continuing to do the wrong things again and again. When we done it wrong, yeah, four least, times previously, yeah. and it, it wasn't working. And at least on ground dog day, Bill Murray was quite amusing. Well, he finally, yeah, yeah, finally yeah. gets out of it as well. Yeah, absolutely, he? yeah. I think you know. So all in and all, he learns actually. Yeah, he, he does. learns to play the piano. He's not like well, yeah, he he punches the guy. He, yeah, he ice sculpts and everything. So in he fact, sculpts. it wasn't ground dog day not at really. all, was it? <laughs> yeah. So I came away from that game probably like many a fan, thoroughly depressed. Yeah. Mm. The Duchess came down. Mate, good job, none of you boys were there. You might have walked. Um, and I was in a foul mood for the rest of the evening because of just what I'd seen or not seen on the pitch. Yeah. Um, it was just the nature of our defeat against a, a side that had changed eight players since the previous game yeah. um, down at Sandy Park. Two, you know, could argue world-class players. Um, but there was nothing there that should have troubled us. 
nothing at all, and if 24,000 fans, I bet 4,000 cheese fans, can't get behind you and you produce a display that makes fans want to come back again and again and again, yeah. wh where are we going? See, that inherently is my issue mm. because I spoke to a couple of lads this week who I know really well and they've, they took their families down, they spent a lot of money, mm. right? And they turn up and they, they're just disappointed. The kids, they're not even watching the rugby at that stage because it was that bad. They've probably switched off and they're, you know, they're eating their sweets or whatever, you know. And you just think, we've got, like Miles has just said, we've got 20,000 fans in there, Bristol fans, right? Put on a show. Even if we, even if we lost yeah. the game, yeah, yeah. put on a show. Give them some rugby to be excited about. Yeah. But we didn't do that. And it's not only did we not do that, we just, we basically played, like, we've got better players on, on that pitch to play the way that we did, to, put, to form the way yeah. we did. And that basically, well, I wrote the column on Friday night for the post, and I have to admit, I had to tone it down about three or four times to, to a, a level where I wouldn't be sued or disappear yeah or disappear and and but i but i agree with miles i was that frustrated by it and that was the thing for me and I, we see pat talk after the game right and it was the same old stuff again it was almost like watching watching that performance mm -hmm. the same kicks too long and coming back again and mm. all the mistakes and it was like pat saying the same things mm. that he said to us for pretty much two years now. Yeah, yeah. It's just different variations. And do you know what? That was the thing. And I, I, I made a point of saying, I'm not blaming the players, right? I'm not doing that. The thing for me was, I'm just so fed up of hearing the same old corporate jargon and nonsense. I mean, basically, that's what Pat Lamb's been giving us yeah. for a couple of years now. Yeah, right? I agree. And we flit in between victories and defeats, victory. But it's the same old corporate jargon, and I think he owes us a bit more honesty than that. And I but, think it's insulting our intelligence. And personally, for me, I'm sick of it now. I don't want to hear about, you know, we talked about it before the game, we talked about it after the game. Stop talking about it, do and it. get on and do it. Implement the game plan to, and do it. To play, just to play, I mean, I, you know, it's very, in, in fact, it's, it's, it's quite funny because I, I read. I went on to BristolForum.rugby.net, uh, the forum mm. uh, in Australia to, to see the reaction because I thought it'd be quite amusing. Because I, I was lying on the beach, a bit bored, lads. You know, were well, you worrying about me? Yeah, I was in my budgie <laughs> smugglers, and uh, but I, there was quite a couple of amusing posts. And one guy posted. I should say it was. He's called Sit Down because there are the there are quite a few regulars on there. Yeah, and James. he said, "So glad I've not paid again tonight. I'm actually impressed how a team can be both overcoached and undercoached at the same time," <laughs> which I thought was quite an amusing observation. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, if I was going to play devil's advocate just for one second, because I feel like I should try and balance it out. I mean, what would you want him to say? Because if he comes out and says, look, we were rubbish tonight, we were awful, is that not just as bad? Because we'll then say, but we've paid all this money, yeah. we've done this. Yeah. Because yeah. then that shows a kind of, like, does then the whole ed edifice come crumbling down? I mean, what, what, would, what, do you, what would you like him to say? Well, I, for me, I'd, I'd, I'd like a little bit more of, 
I got the game plan wrong yeah. myself. Yeah. Mm. That's what I would like. I mean, and, yeah. if like I've said before, it's, it's, it's almost not about winning or losing. That's irrelevant. It's, it's coming out with the same old corporate... I mean, he's got by, in my opinion. On, on, he's a very charming guy. And we all got... We went to the Q&A when he first came yeah. to Bristol. And I have to admit, I, I have walked away from that Q&A thinking... This guy is going to take us to the top of the tree. I mean, I, I was thinking, like, not just winning the Premiership. I was thinking, we're going to be champions. We're going to dominate Europe. That's how that's how high I felt from that Q&A session. And we did have a spell. Obviously, winning the European Trophy in 2020 was fantastic. We were playing, but let's face it, we were everyone's second best team, weren't we? Mm. Right? Yeah. And But it just feels... Since then, since since that game that I'm not going to mention, we all know. Mm. But since that game, it just feels like that drop off that we've had from there, we've never ever recovered from. Mm. But all I want is is just a bit of him just actually saying, "I got the game plan wrong." Mm. That's all I want. It's, yeah. I mean, it's pretty simple. I just I just basically don't want to be. I don't want to have the bullshit anymore. Mm. I don't want to have the corporate bullshit. You have I, enough of that from me and Miles, oh, don't you? Uh, well, to be fair, like it's just insulting our intelligence. And the thing is, it's it's a step too far now. And I was when I wrote the article, I was actually thinking, do you know what? This could go either way. I could get pelters for this, but generally, most of the people that we've had feedback from have been. I can't fault that, mm. and I and I and I will say, like, we're massive fans of the club, right? We would never criticise the club unless we felt there was a reason to. And I do feel that we're balanced. Even in the article, I balanced that mm. out with the college green thing. I balanced that out with we're doing good things off the pitch, which we are doing. But I just cannot take any more of the. Spill. And the thing is, the, you make a couple of good points there, but the one point I think that I want to reiterate is that this podcast strapline is made by fans for fans, and it's about how we feel yeah. after games or whatever. Now, you can go on Facebook, you can go on the forum, and you can see both sides of the argument. Yeah, there yeah. are some people who are like way further down the line than you are and you know borderline kind of frothing at the mouth <laughs> and probably a bit unrealistic then there are people who will defend everything to the hilt and kind of allude yeah, allude I can't believe I haven't said it for a while no. but, and I, haven't yeah, said, yeah. I haven't used the word allude for a month I didn't use it once in Australia <laughs> but we'll kind of say oh just think about where we were you know 15 years blah 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 and I kind of get it I get both of those things but Ultimately, you're, what you say is correct. Is that we we are not we haven't got an agenda. Mm. It's it's kind of it's just how we feel, and yeah. that is how you felt. And nobody can argue against that. Mm. Um, one it's, it's, one it, thing yeah, I will so, say. Yeah. Sorry to put in for a sec, but one thing I do find astonishing is that Pat Lamb never gets challenged. He never ever seems to get challenged by anyone that says, "Wait a minute." What what yeah, what's going on here? What what's actually happening here? And it, it almost seems like he's he's 
and I don't want it to just be about Pat Lamb because I don't know we, we don't know the ins and outs of it, anything that goes on inside the training mm. ground but I just feel like there's not enough people challenging him like not enough people saying well that's not really good enough because it's it? the chance it's, the, the press are sort of just I, I feel like cowtailing aren't they to the way he sort of does his press releases mm. I mean no one from I don't feel like anyone from TND Sport will say well, that was an absolutely that's, shocking yeah. performance, Pat. How do you explain that? Yeah, it is uh, a bit. It is yeah. a bit. I mean, I think that's partly to do with the fact that rugby has generally got to whip up itself yeah. into it. So I don't. I mean, it is a bit of kind of client journalism, the punditry. I mean, you get your better opinions on on some of the podcasts, you know, like the Rugby Pod and, yeah, and so forth. And, and just to go back on your what you just yeah. said earlier about the, the you know the fans that basically think the sun shines out of Pat's arse. I will say, right, Pat Lamb has taken us forward from where we were. Mm. I mean, we all agree yeah, that. We've oh, all, yeah. we've, and we've all gave Pat Lamb credit for that, yeah. right? But the master plan, the five-year plan or whatever, <laughs> that's in pieces. That's in pieces. So well, even do. though we're in a better position than mm. we were, but that's not, that was not the plan that was sold no. to us, you know, we, the, the plan that was sold to us is, is, is flatlining well, problem, massively. You're right, and the problem now is, and the, the club do so much so well. You know, we, we, the media is fantastic. The stadium, stadium is fantastic. The training facilities are great. Everything's there. And we are not, not you know, and we love the club, us three, to, to bits. And we support them through thick and thin. But you're right. Can you imagine if now Pat Lamb now comes out and says... Actually, I, I've just got to readjust our targets. Um, imagine going to Steve Lansdowne and say... I'm sorry, I felt, actually, we're just going to, I think we can achieve top six, I think we can win Challenge Cup, and I'm like, but he can't, he can't reverse what he has promised us, and we've gone along for a long time, we've all bought into it, based on what he says we can achieve, and we've we've been underachievers, we are now, I feel, an average team of a few flare moments in every game, but that's it, no team I feel is scared of Bristol Bears anymore, and that's really obvious. And we're underachieving. Why? Yeah, why are we I underachieving? Know. I think, I I think the I mean, you could argue again that since that plan was announced, and mm. then the subsequent one when me and Tony went down pre-COVID, and, and that was the one with a big PowerPoint, and you know, COVID has, has played a big role, the, the the salary cap reduction, so on. But I think we are all in the dark because there has been no readjustment of that so we're basically having to speculate on what our yeah. targets are yeah. now and I think I mean I think it's time for another Q&A like a proper Q&A a fan Q&A fans where forum? It's a, a fans forum well where is that yeah. committee but that well that's because what they're doing they only want people that they're going to and Again, to be fair, China's. that's more about operations because I did read the small print on that that's not about rugby matters but I think but it is. I think other clubs have done it. I mean, you know that um, the chief executive of Gloucester, um, well, yeah. what's his name, like did an open letter saying, yeah, yeah. "Look, we're really sorry. Stuff's not going well, but we're working hard." Mm. That was that was quite honest. But again, and, honesty. But we we. I think there is time for some. Whilst we said the old training session was brilliant, that was a training session for kids. What we need is a, as a kind of grown up forum. So that basically stop people ranting and stop people mm. like having a reference point that we can, because we're all in the dark a little bit. We mm. don't know. We hear about the system about oh this player was out of position. It's like well what is the system? Is it so structured that people are like 
It's like Sabutio, yeah. and then people are worried about where they should be rather than worry. Is that why people don't catch the ball when it comes to them, or they don't pass it in front of the player? Because they're more worried about where their position is rather than what they're doing. And one thing I've got to say, though, Pete, the COVID, right? That COVID thing happened for every club, mm-hmm. every yeah, single yeah. club. Yeah. And we should still be... If if Sal can be fighting for, you know, getting to Premiership finals every year... Right, which they are doing, and I, I know you know because they've signed loads of Saffers and, but if Sal can do it with six thousand fans, why can't we do it with twenty four thousand fans? Yeah, there's a couple of other things that you mentioned that I just thought of fun, that's sort of interesting to just pull up on was like you said we used to be everyone's second favourite team, and that's almost the worst <laughs> depressing thing. Yeah. That yeah, we're not, yeah. And, you know, we're kind of a bit of a laughing stock now, aren't we? And, yeah, and I think that's. I feel, like it. I feel a bit, at times, you know, Leicester fans can have an easy pop at us. Now, a FOA gate has something to do with that, even though it's a bit too eyed for the Leicester fans to kind of get all uptight about cheating. Mm. But it's like, it's, it's one thing not being liked because of that sort of that incident. But actually, I think people just find us a bit, apart from the odd game like that Northampton game last season, just a bit. Meh. Yeah. Well, Chiefs, and, Chiefs, Chiefs, yeah, Chiefs fans must be like that's laughing. Worst, that's almost like now. the worst yeah. sort of thing, is it? Yeah. To not yeah. have any identity. And and it's like people say, like, well, we lost, uh, you know, Pietau. We, you know, we we lost Semi. But look at the players Chiefs have lost. Yeah. I mean, it's just you know, I mean, every <laughs> way you look at it, yeah. you try and balance it out. Every way you look, we're still not coming at this on the good side no, of things. We've still got you know? world-class players in, yeah. despite losing them. You're right, you know, we go and score our biggest premiership uh, win over Northampton last season. Fans are cock-a-hoop. Yeah. Can you ever see us getting a score like that this season? Uh, and it's just a little bit, a little bit depressing, really. Yeah. And that's what fans, people are like, did you see that Bristol game? I, I can't see where that sort of game is coming from. I really can't. Ultimately, the thing that that really kind of rung home to me was a lot of the fans that responded to the article, I would call them pretty much balanced fans yeah. like mm. ourselves. Yeah. And that was the that was the thing that hit home mm. to me. It was actually the people that think the sun shines out of Pat's ass are always gonna think that. Mm. It's always not like it's not as if that. they even think that. They just think the sun shines out of everything. Yeah. Irrespective of what's actually going on, yeah. and now I Shiny, respect happy that. I respect that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, they're happy, and in many ways, I'm kind of quite pleased because I was a little bit, more, wish like I was a bit more like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but it's not just Pat's ass; it's just like every ass. It's yeah. like the whole Bristol <laughs> every massive <orifice>. hairy weird <laughs> thing. Doesn't matter; they love it. And then you've got the kind of you know the people like that's it I'm done with it yeah. it's like well yeah. you can't be done with it no, you've just of course gotta, not. We've, you can, we've you've still got to get through it together no matter what you can't just give up it's like being a Man United supporter when you you know when you're a kid and you support one team because they're good and then you stop supporting them but I think you're right and I think it's a you know it's a good point that you make is that actually those people that responded to your sort of John Evely put it out actually didn't he yeah. were what we would consider to be balanced people and I, and I think that that says it all really so yeah I mean let's let, let we've said a lot about that and anyway yeah the problem with Bristol is we will probably get confounded in the next game and against Sale they'll pull off a blinder oh, and it's it, it happen, is, it? And it is the all, proverbial all roller coaster. it is the proverbial yeah. switchback roller coaster. we you know we seem 
And, and it's almost worse, isn't it? It's all, I mean, even falcons, in the depths of their despair, there's a bit of sympathy for them. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, yeah. everyone can see what they're trying to do. Yeah. And their coach, you know, he was, in, he was like, t- in tears, wasn't he, he after was. that game? Yeah. And because he, he invested so much into it. And I like, almost feel like they get more, <laughs> like, love for being rubbish. Do. You know, yeah. that we get a kind of, uh, they can't, you know, they're good sometimes. Maybe it's kind of, oh, they can't, you know. There was some talk about... You know, Exeter, I don't know if this is true, that mm. just looked a bit fitter, looked a bit hungrier. And we were playing at home. I don't you think know? it was that so much. I think it was just the game plan was that yeah. bad. That it, it, anyway. We just made them look good. But one thing I will say is, obviously Pat was shocked by my article, because what did he do, lads, yesterday? Yeah, well, he rang you? No, he didn't ring me. But what did he do the next best Ah. Oh. He made it a bloody sign. <laughs> you know what you do. It's the you classic. Know, it's sign that, yeah, it's, it's the classic deflection. It's technique. the classic PR. Very, very, very bad news. And it's like he's like, oh my god, Lee Andrews, he's causing a revolution. And I reckon, I reckon, Bill Matter had been a bit not sure. Might uh, not really heard of Bristol. Where is it? Is it near Bath? You know that sort of stuff. And I think Pat got on the blower and said, "What name your price? I need you. I've, I've already got. We've already got the YouTube like stuff done. We've already got the strapline. But you've got to come now." He said, "Lee's yeah. just about to light like, the logs." Yeah, yeah, he just. So he's like, "Okay, I'll, I'll right, go on in." So, so I reckon. I reckon we got him for double the price that he was initially. <laughs> but all I mean, joking aside, what do we think of it? He's a unit, and I think he, he is he is a big bouldering number eight that we haven't had since. Um, and, he, and he is an eight. And, and there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, one yeah. of the f- things we complain about is that we've got a, a good pack, they're a committed pack, they defend well, they're, but they're mobile rather than like Bulk. barnstorming. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you could argue that that is looking at we need to try, we realise that you can have all the backs in the world, but if you're not on the front foot, you're not going to activate them. So maybe it's a kind of a hint of a slight change of strategy. Because like Sinclair's going to go... Possibly get some bigger units. Big, big naif things. Well, but I'm not... I'm just thinking big blokes that can make... That can make hit ground. the game line. Yeah, yeah. You know, because big naif... I always thought, even when he played for England, I, I thought he flat to deceive as a... As yeah. a, a game line breaker, I think you did some flat track bully, a flat track one, bully, one yeah. Time, didn't you? And I was wonder whether this is hinting that we now realise that we you cannot win anything in any level mm. without a pack that Someone. can get you can go forward. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Like, but if you can have that with the likes of Thacker and with the likes of Fitzhar in the back, but also then have some units and I just wonder back. in that sense it's clearly not a for, for the future signing he's 32 now I mean that means he's going to be 33 next season he just a little smack of shortism maybe I like, think so yeah, I think like, like the panic's on let's, well, let's just get a season the, or of the winning on or the panic's on or it's a hint of a change and it's like you know get us going and then you work from that at the moment we're working from going you know backwards mm. so it's but if you can get some sort of go forward and some sort of developer, a team that's going to give you a bit of dominance. And I don't think we'll ever turn into a Leicester. I don't think mm. we're, or a sale where no. we're going to be. No, I just no. think it's, you know, we need to get that kind of go forward and then we can re- do go back to the Bears way, which is to release the likes of Malins and Ibitoi and, you know, and that sort of thing. So it's, I think time will tell. I mean, the other side of the argument is he's, he's at the end of his career. Yeah. It's a bit like a, bit our mate Adge. 
you know, he, he's been unlucky, but we did we sign him on the down curve because he's let, you know, he's getting a bit tighter and he's more susceptible to injury. You know, why yeah. is this, you know, why is he leaving? Ex- like my, well, I mean, my it, missus said, why, why is he leaving Edinburgh? Is, is he ending a contract? So I don't know. Maybe but there's, but. there's two theories, isn't there, mm. to this? I mean, I mean, one theory is obviously you, you, we need to win games next year. I mean, that, I mean that's blatantly obvious. We do, <laughs> yeah. we do need to win games. Yeah. And you are right. Once, you know, you, you can attract better players again than when you're starting to win because then, you know, naturally you're going, you're, you're raising the game, aren't you? And possibly Pat knows that he's got some decent academy players coming through the system and, you know, that there's going to be players in the, for the future. So and to, be, and to give him credit, he may also have some other people lined up for next season possibly. with a salary cap yeah. going up mm-hmm. that we don't know about. Well, let's hope so. And I think... Because I think the reality is, we said this at the beginning of the season, we can't have another season yeah. like the last two oh, we had, yeah. and we have. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to... It's like me when I give someone a deadline for an essay, and then I say, OK, we'll extend it a little bit longer. I feel like we're now... We may have to come to an agreement that we are going to allow this deadline to be... Yeah. We, this season's gone, really. Oh, absolutely. So we, are we going to accept this season? So we're now going to accept three mediocre seasons, but I, I'm hoping that this is the sign of a new strategy for next, which is going to be more critical because there may well be relegation. The, the thing for me was, and we've had some listeners uh, text in and saying, great signing, you know, great player. Yeah. But... Really, we need a tight head and we need a lock. Yeah. And if we're not going to see Chris Vui anymore, potentially, no. you know, we don't, we don't know. know. We have to yeah. make, I think now we have to make that assumption. I think we have to. I mean, we're, we're halfway through the season. Yeah. We haven't seen him. So yeah. he's gonna. Yeah. And I think that, I hope that if we have got future signings lined up, one of them is a tight head and one of them is a lock because it's all right having the grunt then, mm. but obviously we still need those extra players in that well, pack yeah you know and a lot of fans have asked who our marquee signing is we're not entirely sure are we we speculate on it being some someone I mean I don't know how much Bill Matter is going to cost us per season um, but there's a, you know we, we, a lot of fans have said where are we going well our number 10s yeah we're filling we're, you know we're putting another big number 8 in Bradbury's been great and he's mobile he's been brilliant and I agree um, do we need another out and out 8 to you know, playing Europe and the domestic league. Yes, we do. Um, you know, and you can move Bradbury maybe out to the flank. We've got, you know, Lewatu is getting no younger, is he? And Fitz is brilliant and, and Dunn's come through. But you're getting nowhere without a world-class number 10. Mm. Um, and we've got, we've got an ageing McGinty, a speculative Sheedy, who's talk of possibly moving to Gloucester or back to Wales to fulfil his international wants. Um, and you look at where the other teams have, have, have stepped up this season. You've got one of the highest players in, in the world, Finn Russell, haven't you? Andre Pollard, Ford at number 10, yeah. and Marcus Smith. Phenomenal out-and-out playmakers. And despite we get all this grunt and we're on the front foot, where were we going with inventing this at number 10? And, and I think that's probably where fans feel better money needs to be spent very soon. Uh, and... Worsley's coming through, but are the he's other not two? Ready yet, he's not he? ready, and are the other two good enough playmakers for him to step into their shoes? So, yeah, it was a sort of mere sort of signing, in my yeah. opinion. Good, but 
Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm I'm verging on the more than you know above average. But I'm I'm quite excited about it. But I agree with everything you say, boys. I think we're going to have to move on. We we got into a bit of a of a, of a rant rut there, didn't we? Yeah, but I think it was you know it's this is what happens my, when my we don't talk. Yeah, but it's what happens when we don't talk <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. about things that often. Um, we have got a game Friday. It's against Sale. I don't think we need to talk about it too much because there's you know there's three ways this is going to go. We're either going to send a, a really strong team up to try and get something out of the game, yeah, yeah. possibly to kind of say, well, boys, you need to you owe the fans something after Chiefs. We're either going to do a kind of Bordeaux and send a young team up to give them some game time because they need it, and that's not a bad place to learn your trade Friday night under a motorway service station under a motorway flyover <laughs> or it's going to be a hybrid I don't know what you think well I'll tell you exactly what I think how many games have we got eight left yeah, yeah. right so we send our strongest team in and win or lose we, we give it, as, give it yeah. absolutely 101% and we try our best I, I because we've sneak- got eight games yeah. and that's it I have a sneaky feeling after everything we've said tonight They'll go and have a stormer on Friday night, oh, and we'll and have to come back on Sunday oh. and eat some massive humble pie. And, and, and the thing is, all three of us would be happy yeah. to do that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I might get the humble pie ready just in case for Sunday, because I, I mean, I'd be happy to be shamed into that. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So, I think all friends, so you know, and a, and a good friend of the pod is going up. We might send us some yeah. uh, match reports as well. Well, well, we'll I think we'll leave it there because it is what it is. I think it's one of those games. It's almost one of those games where I might just wait and see what the result is at the end of it and then watch the highlights the next day. <laughs> um, so anyway, boys, I think we better give it a game. There's one other thing I want to mention briefly, but maybe we'll mention this a bit more on Sunday, is is the Bears women. Yeah. Uh, because they've had a couple of games. Mm-hmm. They beat Loughborough Lightning, lost to Saracens. By all accounts, we're doing pretty well against Saris until about the 50th minute. And yeah. then kind of, unfortunately, they got, got overrun a little bit. Quite literally yeah. got overrun. Um, they haven't got a game this weekend, but they've got one the following weekend. And of course, something quite new for us is that we'll also on Sunday be previewing the Bulls game we will. Uh, against the the Vodacom Bulls, uh, South African side. And that's kind of well, we've had a South African side. We've beat the whole country, didn't we? So we've got <laughs> yeah, nothing to scare, nothing to worry <laughs> no, about. No, with no, the Bulls no. coming. Um, so that'll be something to talk about. But we'll do all that on Sunday. So I think, boys, time's getting on. I'm actually getting quite tired. <laughs> yeah, uh, the jet lag hasn't quite gone. So you're missing your um, can of two e's back. There's home. also something else we're going to have to talk about on Sunday, but we'll do it then. A little bit of self congratulation about the uh, you know what I'm talking about boys oh, yeah, yeah, we yeah. need to do a bit of promoting on that but we'll yeah. wait until Sunday yeah. um, something we need our listeners to, to help us out with um, so on that note boys it's great to see you Christmas tree you've done a great job over there thank you sir uh, thank you sir we'll see you next year we should be back at the tap room on Sunday but I need to email them and remind them who we are who we are because <laughs> they've probably forgotten about us but everybody stay safe have a good week and up the bears <laughs>